Hi everybody, Father Tony Sylvia here, and Jonathan Stewart is joining me in studio, kind of. Hello, Jonathan. Here I am. Hello, Chelmsford. Hello, Chelmsford. And we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Michael Estelle about the OTO, the Ecclesia Gnostica Catholica, and Thelema in general. So welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. So uh, in the video portion, I recommend that if you haven't checked that out already, that you... Um, that you go and take a look at that, but we talked a lot about um, the uh, about Thelema in general and about how that ties into what we kind of think of as classical Gnosticism. So, go check that out. So let's um, let's roll right on in. I'd like to ask about the OTO in general. Um, I know the OTO itself predates Crowley. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how it started and how it evolved? Sure, sure. Um, the OTO was uh, founded uh, in the very late 19th century, right around the turn of the uh, um, 19th, uh, 20th centuries by uh, a few high-degree German Freemasons who had literally traveled in the East um, and had become acquainted with uh, uh, some Eastern, Eastern doctrines that are now much better known in the West than they were at the time, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they um, uh, came to uh, understand certain you know, tantric mystical practices and saw in them a, uh, a parallel uh, that they hadn't previously seen to certain aspects of masonry and the, the mysteries of masonry, which uh, um, a lot of masons had been and maybe still are ignorant of. Um, and uh, so they attempted to uh, graft onto their uh, traditional Masonic experience uh, the, some of this uh, additional st uh, structure and information and depth uh, attained from, um, from the Eastern philosophical and mystical doctrines that they'd, uh, they'd become acquainted with. And at first they attempted to do this sort of within Masonry. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I imagine that didn't go over particularly well. Not, not it. It, <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't, they weren't thrown out, but it, it it became more convenient for all all involved to to simply go their separate way. So they uh, founded a um, uh, a separate lodge, the the Order of the Temple of the East, with a nod to uh, their their. Uh, what the, the doctrines they were uh, attempting to import and, and incorporate, uh, Ordo Templi Orientis in, in Latin. Um, and uh, this, uh, this spread and, and lodges grew uh, in different, different parts of uh, the world. Uh, Alistair Crowley didn't become involved with it until um, 1910, 1911. Um, the, uh, perhaps it was 1912. These these dates are known. They're just you know escaping me at the moment. <laughs> That's right. Thereabouts. Um, People and, have Google. They and, can. <laughs> uh, um, he um, he uh, made the acquaintance of uh, uh, Theodore Royce, who was the uh, the head of the the OTO, um, and uh, uh, Crowley became head of the uh, uh, English branch, the British branch branch of the OTO, and then succeeded. Royce as head of the uh, the, the whole order uh, upon uh, Royce's death in 1922, I think. 
So, um, and Crowley had already uh, began to, uh, the, the Book of the Law we mentioned in the, in the video portion was received in 1904, not immediately accepted by Crowley, but by the time he was in the OTO, he had uh, become to, begun to see its, its value and its, and its you know, meaning for his life. Um, he had uh, begun to import Thelemic uh, principles and, and doctrines uh, into the OTO already uh, before he became head of the order, uh, while, while uh, Royce was, uh, was head of the order. Um, so the, the OTO was a Thelemic order um, by uh, 1918, really, and then, uh, and then became all the more so when, when Crowley uh, um, took it over in 1922 and, and began rewriting its uh, um, initiation rituals along uh, Thelemic lines. So. Mm -hmm. And where did Crowley come, where did he find Thelema? Can you tell us that story? The the, the, uh, the reception of the, the yeah, yeah. okay, that's, so that's the term I'm looking for. Right, right. So, um, yeah, Crowley was uh, honeymooning with his wife Rose uh, in Egypt in the spring of 1904. Um, she uh, went into some sort of trance or, or swoon or agitated state and. and uh, um, began to say things along the lines of "they're waiting for you" and, and sort of phrases that uh, you know the, the soundtrack would strike. Yeah, know, yeah. Know, Don't uh, go in the uh, basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, and uh, this this began a period uh, from uh, roughly March twentieth, uh, which is uh, when Crowley performed a a ritual meant to evoke. Horus um, through uh, for how many weeks that was three weeks or so till uh, April 8th 9th and 10th uh, the three days on which he received the three successive chapters of, of the book of the law uh, and Crowley recounts this um, in uh, in his in his confessions and um, his, his autobiography auto hagiography um, the Confessions of Aleister Crowley, and also in uh, numerous other places, including um, the um, part four of his monumental work uh, on magic, uh, Liber uh, ABA. Um, that, that part is sometimes also separately referred to as the Equinox of the Gods. Um, it sort of states the, the, the events leading up to the reception of the Book of the Law. But um, the, uh, the, the punchline is that on these three successive days at noon, he, uh, after, after nu numerous preliminary magical workings uh, with, with Rose uh, in, the, in the time leading up to that, received um, by dictation, um, and this is a, a distinction with the, with the other holy books of, of Thelema, where he, he was, he was in a, a very high mystical trance when he wrote those other books. He was inspired beyond anything he, he normally knew his own consciousness to be, um, and yet he was the author. It was coming mm -hmm. from his, his mind inspired and enthused by uh, this, uh, this, this uh, divine uh, state. But with the Book of the Law, he says it was altogether different. He was the scribe, not the author. And he was very particular about that throughout his life. He said he had the impression that the, the voice dictating it was, was you know, behind him in a, in a corner of the room. And at one point, he, he 
uh, tries to see what or who is is speaking, and uh, it, it's some you know he gets a you know vaguely sort of uh, shrouded uh, humanoid figure speaking. So so this was the book of the law was dictated to him after this series of magical workings, and he and he. Uh, Wrote it, wrote it out by hand, and the, and the manuscript survives, um, and uh, and then just kind of put it away and went on to other things. Yeah, and uh, he, he uh, um, it, it, for for over the next several years, at times he more or less forgot about it. <laughs> um, at other times he recalled it, but was. Uh, um, had a real antipathy toward it. It was mm. um, he, he regarded it you know, the Book of the Law as sort of you know crude in style and and um, um, opaque in, in doctrine and and he had you know other other things that were speaking to him or, or so he thought um, more. Uh, but um, in uh, I, I believe 1911 or so, so some seven years after its uh, reception, um, he. Uh, uh, had a change of heart toward it. Um, had had certain experiences which which led him to see the value of of the book, uh, see its importance. Began to understand uh, uh, the significance of it and, and its message, and uh, and he he was more willing to adopt the mantle of you know prophet of this of this new uh, this new religion, this new message from from the gods as he. Uh, um, as he had come to understand it. Mm -hmm. So where does the Ecclesia Gnostica Catholica fall into all of this? Okay, so the, uh, this has, in some sense, a, an easy answer. The, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the EGC, is what, as we'll call it, um, is the ecclesiastical branch, uh, ecclesiastical branch of the OTO. It is, uh, um, it is inseparable from, from the OTO. Uh, the, the, uh, the OTO... Uh, and this this uh, relates in part to you know the uh, uh, how how, uh, how the uh, EGC came to be within the OTO, which actually also predates Crowley's involvement mm -hmm. with the OTO. Um, the uh, the EGC uh, has a connection that can be traced back to the uh, French Gnostic revival of the of the eighteen hundreds. The um, the uh, Gnostic, so, so Ecclesia Gnostica Catholica, of course, means not, is simply Latin for Gnostic Catholic Church. Um, the Gnostic Catholic Church was founded in 1907 um, by uh, Jean Bricot, Gerard Ancos, and uh, Louis Sofran uh, Fougaron, here and after the three Frenchmen, <laughs> who, uh, uh, the, the latter two of whom had been bishops in. Uh, Jules Douanel's Gnostic Church um, before before Douanel's uh, abdication of the, the patriarchy. Um, so so they the the three Frenchmen founded the the, the Gnostic Catholic Church in, in 1907. In 1908, uh, Theodore Royce, um, the uh, the head of the OTO, um, received uh, uh, episcopal consecration and primatial authority. From from the three of them, um, and those three soon after went a different direction and launched the Universal uh, Gnostic Church, um, and uh, leaving leaving 
Royce effectively as the sole authority within the Gnostic Catholic Church, and as he did with uh, so many of his other affiliations, which he tended to collect, he, he incorporated mm-hmm. it into the system of the OTO. So by the time Crowley comes along, gets involved in the OTO three years or so later, um, he, he finds the Gnostic Catholic Church already uh, as, as part of the OTO. Um, and it was Crowley who wrote the uh, liturgical rite for the, for the church, the, uh, the Gnostic Mass. Mm-hmm. He wrote this in uh, 1913. Uh, he wrote it as uh, an explicitly, in the form essentially that, that, that we have it uh, today. Um, it hasn't, hasn't changed since its original um, uh, uh, writing. It, it uh, is explicitly Thelemic, and, and the Book of the Law figures in it, and the, the Law of Thelema, do what thou wilt, uh, is, is uh, central to it. Um, he, he published this um, in, in uh, and he used the title, um, it was Crowley who first put the, um, the Latin Ecclesia Gnostica Catholica um, within the OTO, I think the title had been kicking around at, at various times, but within the OTO, the Latin hadn't been used until he uh, um, um, uh, published the Gnostic Mass under, under, with that name. And uh, Theodore Royce published in 1918 a German translation of the Mass, which was, um, uh, again, an accurate translation, which was therefore a, a Thelemic uh, German uh, version of the of the mass, and and that was why I, I had earlier remarked that um, um, the OTO had become a holy Thelemic order before Crowley took over. It's uh, the 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 uh, uh, head of the uh, order from from Royce, and and that is because uh, we 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 consider that in in 1918, when the head of the order published this German version of the of the Thelemic Gnostic mass, that uh, um, you know that 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 marked a kind of the order's explicit adoption of the of the law of, of Thelema. So um, the Gnostic Mass, if, my, my, if I may roll right along into, into that topic, um, is uh, it's the liturgical rite of, of the Gnostic Catholic Church. It is, um, it is a Eucharistic Mass uh, corresponding in, uh, in form to a certain extent and in, in position to the, uh, the Mass of the, the, the Roman Catholic Catholic. Catholic Church, it is a it is a magical ritual, um, and uh, it uh, uh, portrays uh, and and effects on a, on a certain level uh, the union of the the individual soul with the 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 universal soul, the consummation of the marriage of one's uh, individual life with uh, with the universal life. Um, so mystical union with with Godhead, um, and uh, uh, it's um, it's celebrated. It it is um, again. It is the lit- liturgy of the uh, the Gnostic Catholic Church, the EGC. It is uh, it is also the central ritual uh, of the OTO. So it is uh, another way of illustrating how inseparable the the EGC is uh, from the. From the OTO, mm-hmm. and people can find people uh, groups performing the Gnostic Mass all over. Right, right. right. I've so, been several times in Salem. Yeah, so. yeah. The um, the uh, there are uh, fifty two uh, local bodies of uh, um, the OTO in the United States. 
um, and I think 52. Um, there, uh, that's if not accurate, very, very nearly accurate. Uh, more than 50. Um, uh, and and uh, these uh, um, these bodies, depending on the their 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 scale of uh, their size and scale and, and uh, uh, level of activity, are styled uh, camps, oases, or lodges. Mm -hmm. And uh, but um, uh, camps frequently and oases and lodges uh, regularly perform perform the Gnostic Mass. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, this is uh, in the age of uh, in the age of the internet. It's easy enough to uh, find find the nearest local body. You mentioned the um, the the local body uh, Knights Templar Oasis in uh, in Salem, not far from where we are now, mm -hmm. um, which does the Mass. Uh, approximately twice per, twice per month. Uh, these are you know, public ceremonies, uh, usually on a Sunday afternoon, um, and uh, um, uh, it's you know worth worth checking out. My, uh, it's not uncommon that that one's first encounter with the OTO is through attendance at a Gnostic Mass. That was true of me. Uh, I attended a performance of the um, the Gnostic Mass in Manhattan uh, in. Uh, early 1998, uh, performed by uh, Tahuti Lodge, mm -hmm. the, uh, the New York uh, body, and uh, and uh, never looked back. <laughs> so, um, but it's a it's a it's a wonderful ceremony. E even um, it can be appreciated on on a lot of levels. Just just as a uh, uh, just as a, a dramatic mm -hmm. pageant and spectacle. It's uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's always been appealing to me just on an aesthetic level. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's very theatrical, isn't it, Doctor Estelle? Yeah. Like you know, in, in the best meaning of the sense. Not, yeah. I don't mean that. As a yeah, absolutely, it is a, a dramatic ritual, yeah. and you know, Crowley has a whole chapter on magic and theory and practice on dramatic ritual and the principles of it, and it is a you know a fine example of of, of that. Um, and as with any dramatic ritual, you know, it, it, it depends on the. You know the, the the level of the players. Right. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> sometimes you get community theater. Sometimes right. you get Broadway. Right. Yeah. The kids at this school might not do the finest production of you know uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. The world has ever seen. Uh, not not to disparage the, the kids at this school. Um, don't write letters. Uh, but um, but uh, yeah, the, it, it's uh, it's a uh, just on the on the level of just a, an aesthetic. Uh, Experience uh, a dramatic uh, performance. It's it's um, I think very moving. And then uh, um, after you know almost a couple of decades since well eighteen years uh, since um, that initial experience. And again you know having been ordained into the to the priesthood and performed uh, I don't I don't know how many masses. Um, yeah, I, I'm continually unpacking uh, additional levels of. Of meaning and um, you know it, it's it's um, you know within the ceremony and, and within myself you know it's it's my own uh, my own spiritual journey um, but um, it, it's uh, I always find something something new in it every time so mm -hmm. I think a lot of people when they encounter Gnosticism broadly for the first time. They'll do a lot of Googling. They'll, you know, search around. Like, I, you know, for those people who identify with 
the concepts of Gnosticism. They say, oh, I want to do this. I want to find what this is. And a lot of times, this, uh, the Gnostic Mass is the first thing they come across. Right, right. It has, it has the name Gnostic right so in prominently mm -hmm. in yep. it, and the OTO has built up enough of a web presence yep. that, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that can't help but be yep. one of the things that, are, that someone's going to come across, which... Uh, is, which is okay with us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's good SEO, as they yeah, say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doctor, oh wait, sorry. Uh, Dr. Stella, that, that's a good segue into um, uh, discussing the Gnostic Mass and, uh, and people Googling about Gnosticism. But in, in the video show, we, uh, we talked about some of the connections, uh, some of the similarities, and, and the ways that Philema is, is Gnostic. Um, in what ways does it differ from what we think of as classical Gnosticism? You know, what, what we find in the Nag Hammadi and what we find from groups like the, uh, like the Sephians and Palatinians. And of course, to be more accurate, I should say classical Gnosticisms. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Karen King says we should speak of texts like the Apocryphon of John and not, uh, and not you know, uh, <laughs> yes. movements or... or, or uh, right. Karen King, who will be speaking yes. in, in Boston. We, we should uh, yeah. take every opportunity to plug the, <laughs> the AGC uh, conclave yep. coming up. Yep. In the, um, but uh, the, um, yeah, so I, I would say that uh, the biggest difference, you know, I, I think is that um, existence, reality, um, the, the world as we know it is not seen as... Uh, an accident, a, a, a catastrophe. It's not, um, there's, there's nothing wrong with the way things are and it's not some accident that they got there. It's, it's not a situation where, uh, you know, some, some ignorant lesser divinity, you know, stole the, stole the keys and went for a joy, joy ride mm -hmm. and drove creation into a ditch and now, now we've got to try to recover, or, you know, rehabilitate uh, uh, creation from this. Uh, it, it's, um, you know the, the the world is not a horrible place, and 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 uh, you know we're we're not uh, uh, we of Thelema are not uh, ascetics. We're not we're not looking to uh, shun life and avoid experience to uh, you know avoid defiling our our purity or or, or whatever. Um, it's um, you know the 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 soul incarnates in a in a body the, the you know uh, if you look at it that way the, the you know the the universe emanates uh in order to uh to experience itself uh and the soul incarnates to have um to have adventures and and to uh uh to to knock about and and be knocked about and uh um and and Love and lose and and uh, thrill with the joy of life and death and uh, it's um, it's not seen as it's not seen as preferable. Oh, if only the soul could abide uh, sterile and inert in, in some you know pure wholesomeness apart from the the messiness of uh, of reality. The, um, the messiness of, of, of life and the universe is, is just a beautiful thing, and uh, um, so I, I think that's that's the biggest difference. And e even where we say, um, you know, there are certain things that must be overcome or transcended. Um, we, we spoke in the the video segment of uh, 
um, you know, the, the, the ego and the, the, the false personality, as Crowley puts it, that uh, limits and oppresses the true self, the uh, ignorant conscious desires that uh, uh, obscure the, the true will. Um, again, those things are not bad or, or evil or um, they're just um, um, things to work on, <laughs> things to, uh, uh, f facts of uh, our, our uh, psychological constitution that uh, um, uh, need to be recognized as such and, and, and come to terms with so that uh, we can uh, uh, achieve that, that gnosis and, and realize ourselves for the, um, you know, the, the gods that, that we are. So, so I, yeah, when I read something like, um, Oh, you mentioned the Apocryphon of John. Uh, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a, a fair bit of gloom and doom and, and, you know, look look at this, you know, horrible situation that has uh, befallen the universe and, and, uh, um, and um, yeah, I, I think, I think Thalamites, um, um, learn to rejoice in, in everything as it is. And, and uh, you know, experience is a, is a sacrament and existence is pure joy, as, as the Book of the Law says. And um, now certainly my, 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 you know, my ego might not, you know, <laughs> with, with its various, you know, notions about the way things ought to be and its, and its hopes and fears and, uh, um, you know, the things it wants and the things it has that it fears to lose. Uh, you know, my, my ego might, might assert uh, preferences in this matter, but, uh, um, you know, the Book of the Law uh, says, you know, let there be no difference made among you between any one thing and any other thing, for thereby there cometh hurt. And uh, so by, um, by uh, progressing in, in my... Uh, uh, spiritual path by by attaining to higher degrees of initi degrees of initiation, and I, I I don't speak of you know this or that you know OTO administrative degree. I mean I mean just you know further paths along the 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 uh, the, the road to enlightenment and illumination and, and um, getting closer to um, closer to God. I, I can uh, um, I, I can better uh, you know appreciate every uh, everything that is as just a beautiful perfect thing and indeed the thing that I have willed and, and there's a, a great mystery in there <laughs> that I'm you know still coming to terms with uh, in, in a lot of respects but um, but uh, I, I hope that in all that rambling there was an answer to your, your <laughs> question Jonathan. There certainly was and um, um, it's actually a good segue to yeah, you touched upon the emanationist um, uh, cosmogony and theology of uh, Lima, and uh, you mentioned the inner divinity. Uh, you just mentioned kind of ascending through through initiation to the Godhead. What are what is the, the Philemic uh, theology about God, Godhead, and gods? You know, what are what are some of the, the theology or ideas about the, the divine and divine realities? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, and you mentioned Horus too. So, if you could. <laughs> Touch on that as well. Sorry, go ahead. Right, right. So um, the the basic uh, Thelemic theory of uh, of reality uh, posits that all um, posits two fundamental uh, principles that, that which can for um, 
and it's difficult to speak of fundamental principles without being radically reductionist, <laughs> but uh, um, the, basically the principle of, of infinite space, uh, infinite possibility. Um, sometimes this is uh, linked to, you know, the space-time continuum, um, but uh, um, this is symbolized by, in the Book of the Law by the goddess Nuit. Um, and uh, that, that being one principle, you know, infinite space, infinite possibility. And the other principle, uh, coordinate to that, opposite uh, it, um, uh, the, the, but really just the other side of the same coin, is the unique individual point, the individual point of view, um, symbolized by uh, the god Hadith. And, um, the you know, Thelemic uh, um, conception of reality basically posits that any any event, uh, any experience, any manifested uh, uh, bit of reality is the um, the uh, intersection of of these two uh, these two principles the uh, the the point of view with uh, which is at you know the heart of each of us really. Um, the um, the the experiencer the the seer the witness um, uh, the uh, with with uh, you know some portion of of new eat the, the the realm of infinite possibilities those the, the conjunction of those two principles creates uh, an experience an event um, and and it's of course a, a constantly ongoing very dynamic uh, interplay. Um, as, uh, as uh, the, and uh, so, so the third divinity of the, um, the Book of the Law is uh, Rahor Kuit, um, which is a, a form of, of Horus. Uh, and uh, the Horus is uh, one uh, result of the conjunction um, between um, Nuit and Hadith, and, and, and really, um, so Rahor Kuit essentially represents the the ongoing dynamic interplay of of those two two principles, and uh, um, it's uh, Rahor Kuit in in a sense uh, represents the uh, the the unity. Then and this is where this whole uh, system links into. Um, the Kabbalistic uh, tree of life, which uh, Crowley had become familiar with uh, in the in the Golden Dawn, and, and which um, uh, he found tremendous value in, just as a, as a model, uh, uh, not not necessarily a literal description mm -hmm. of anything that was happening on any sort of uh, physical level. Um, he didn't say it wasn't either. He just he he was always very careful to to sort of. Not make any ontological claims for uh, for anything. Um, so so uh, Rahor Kuit, this this unity that that heads up all things, uh, corresponds to uh, in in a sense to uh, Keter, the, the the first uh, of the Sephiroth, um, and uh, and uh, then then the rest of uh, um, the rest of you know. Manifested reality, experienced reality, kind of un unfolds uh, very much along those, you know, Kabbalistic lines. The uh, Crowley's understanding of the uh, 
um, what the uh, the uh, sense and significance of the various Sephiroth were. were um, it, it deepened and became enriched, but never really departed from from what he learned in, in the Golden Dawn. So it's not to say that it's uh, uh, that you know classical uh, uh, medieval uh, Jewish uh, Kabbalists might have understood things the same way. You know, one frequently hears the distinction between uh, kosher Kabbalah and Hermetic Kabbalah, and and. Uh, um, so uh, the the and Christian Kabbalah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> any, so, any number of flavors <laughs> um, so uh, yeah I, and um, the um, you know the holy guardian angel we spoke of this earlier this uh, um, how the how the divine manifests to to each one of us um, uh, and, and how we how we approach the divine. Um, is uh, connected with uh, the the sphere of uh, Tiferet on the, on the tree of life, um, um, with which also the the sun is connected. So um, this is sometimes seen as a uh, a solar uh, religion, and, and it is uh, so. Oh, I got that one. So. Uh, We've got uh, we've got viewers and listeners at home right now who are I'm sure finding this very interesting, but they are just saying to themselves, "Get the sex, get the sex." <laughs> so, so doc, Dr. Estelle, <laughs> not not to bring everything down from uh, from from talking about the gods, or of course maybe we're, we're not bringing it down at all. But uh, Philema, in some circles or in some conceptions, has uh, a lot of ideas related to, to sex and sex magic and tantra. Um, Could you talk about that? Um, yeah, I, I would. Um, the first thing I would say um, is that you know these, these sorts of um, concepts of, of uh, sacred sexuality um, are. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, just acknowledge they're not new to uh, to the OTO. Um, the, this is not a. Uh, um, it is true that um, so the, the 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 German Freemason founders of the of the OTO had had um, um, acquired a, a certain secret uh, related to tantric uh, mystical sexual practice um, that they. Uh, brought back in, and incorporated into the OTO, um, and uh, yeah, they weren't going to stay affiliated with mainstream masonry too much longer after after that. Um, but but aside from that, you know that particular uh, that particular uh, secret, um, the um, you know the basic idea of of sacred sexuality, wh whether whether this is um, under relates to just seeing the sexual act itself as a sacred thing, or or else um, whether it relates to, um, on the other hand, conceiving the relation one's relationship with the divine in sort of terms of sexual love. Um, the those uh, both of those uh, uh, traditions uh, crop up in all sorts of all sorts of different. Uh, Places and uh, uh, including among some ancient uh, Gnostic uh, groups, and uh, um, and uh, you know the idea of uh, you know seeing um, 
approaching the divine and, and, and understanding that that mystical divine union as as a sort of as a real sexual union, an erotic union. Um, I mean, just in the in the Hebrew Old Testament, the the, the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's, uh, uh, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine, and and, and so on. Um, that that um, you know, as a rap, that 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 that. Uh, Song is a is a rather explicit celebration mm-hmm. uh, of, of of sexual love, and it has always been understood um, different ways by different groups, but in, <laughs> in some sense or another, in uh, sort of mystical terms, um, as you know, some you know, uh, the 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 soul the soul's uh, uh, love uh, with with God. Um, the um, Christians have have understood it in terms of. Uh, the, the the love of between Christ and the and the church um, uh, you know Kabbalists uh, Jewish Kabbalists understood in terms of uh, you know the union of male and female aspects of, of uh, God uh, the the Shekinah the divine presence with the with the male counterpart and and uh, um, it, it so people have always um, found it of various traditions of various periods um, have um, um, and and not just you know um, the the weirdo sex cults but <laughs> but like you know you know the Catholic Church has has uh, has uh, you know seen this um, celebration of sex has read this poem about you know sexual love and, and said oh yes that's Christ in the church so it, it it's it's really easy to 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 approach uh, to, to see the love of God and the union with God um, uh, in these in these terms, um, and, um, and and so it follows the, the the flip side that it it can be really easy to invoke the divine through uh, through uh, sexual practices. And again, there are uh, practices going back to you know as far as you know history records really mm-hmm. in different cultures of uh, of that. So. Um, particular uh, um, uh, doctrines or practices uh, related to that within the OTO, it, it is known that they are there. They they pertain to um, certain degrees, and, and regardless of you know how much of everything is always on the internet somewhere, <laughs> you know I, I'm right. not going to divulge certain things that that you know are under the seal of a certain. Uh, of a certain uh, degree, that, a degree that uh, that I might, you know, th- not yet uh, possess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, uh, um, uh, but, um, but yeah, the, if the um, the Gnostic Mass, for instance, this uh, this is a, in some sense, a celebration of of you know s- sexual union with God. Um, but there's um, for anyone who's attended one. You know, there's no sex in the Gnostic <laughs> Mass. There's, it's, it's all, it's all symbolic, um, um, and uh, uh, the 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 lance, uh, the the tip of the lance is is pressed down into the cup, uh, the chalice, the Grail, um, and it's it's not too hard to you know uh, to to sort of ah okay, <laughs> but um but on another on another level you know. The actual sex act itself, um, with with uh, real uh, reproductive organs, is itself symbolic. 
uh, of, 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 of something else or as a particular instance of a, a, a certain uh, um, a certain uh, you know union of of, uh, of spiritual uh, components that uh, plays out on a lot of different lot of different levels. So yeah, the uh, yeah the OTO gets a gets a lot of uh, gets a lot of attention for for being uh, you know Aleister Crowley's you know sex magic <laughs> cult. But uh, um, it's um, it's again I, I would uh, at the same time sort of uh, um, you know coyly you know implying special claims for our the secrets we have you know uh, I, I am uh, at the same time saying this is just widespread and universal and, and uh, um, you know we, we've got no uh, you know no new thing here <laughs> in some sense you know, mm -hmm. so. I mean we don't know exactly what the ancient Gnostic groups actually did in a lot of cases you know in, in um, in a lot of Valentinian literature, you know, they talk about the bridal chamber, and that, on a certain level, is it's it's all sexual symbolism, uh, you know, union and and the marriage bed and and the mm -hmm. whole thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this uh, it's a it's a pretty universal and pretty powerful set of symbols to draw from. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you you mentioned when you were talking about the kind of worldview of Thelema. Um, you, you're talking about kind of Egyptian symbolism, Egyptian deities. Um, if somebody is looking for a an expression of Gnosticism uh, that is not Christian, is the OTO, the EGC, is that a good option? Do you think? Um, I, I think the, the real short answer is is yes. I mean, because the OTO and the EGC, um, we we do not count ourselves. Uh, as, as Christian organizations, um, and uh, but um, you know, here here's the thing: um, if somebody is, so so I'll have, I'll have two kind of related points. One is that um, Crowley, although he had plenty of uh, you know contemptuous, uh, disrespectful things to say <laughs> about. You know Christians and Christianity as as he saw it or thought it was typically practiced and understood. Um, he in a lot of you know repeated uh, places um, uh, speaks with real reverence for um, Jesus Christ, which which he understood to be uh, some sort of. Uh, uh, you know the the original you know the original Christ this this you know Gnostic figure mm -hmm. um, who whose uh, teachings were misunderstood and confused and corrupted and in, 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 in the in the Christian tradition uh, and the Christian recounting of of, of the, the the Christ legend it's it's become degraded and and but but uh, Crowley felt that behind that there was. Uh, um, you know, a, an original truth. And in fact, he says um, that, um, you know, when he's talking about the law of Thelema, do what thou wilt should be the whole of the law, um, he, he, uh, he says, it is the law which Jesus Christ um, originally tried to proclaim, or, you know, or originally the, you know, this is, and this is, I think, one of the places where he says, or rather the, uh, the Gnostic figure of whom the Christ legend is a, is a 
degraded transmission or, or something. Even St. Augustine says something kind of similar, right? Um, yeah, yeah delegate, quad vis foc, uh, love and do what thou wilt. Um, yeah, there are various, uh, um, you know, articulations of that, that basic uh, Thelemic idea. Um, but, but yeah, so I was, rather than looking for... Uh, uh, we can talk about that in a moment, you know, uh, looking for Thelema in, in, in Christianity, um, older Christianity. We, we, uh, what, I, what I was going for is just kind of looking for um, sympathy toward Christian symbolism mm-hmm. uh, uh, within, within uh, Crowley's writings uh, and indeed within Thelema. Be- because you can understand, and um, this is not to say how, you know, a, 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 a you know, you're... Uh, any any particular Christian would understand their own religion, but I I am certainly capable of understanding, and Crowley was capable of understanding um, um, Christian the Christian set of symbols in terms of you know a, a holy Thelemic doctrine. I mean, he, Crowley attributed you know the 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 Christ the 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 Messiah. Um, to um, he, he saw this as an analog of the holy guardian angel, just another word um, like Adonai or um, mm-hmm. Algaides or any of the other terms that could be used and have been used um, as, as traditional labels for what he came to call uh, uh, invariably, unvaryingly the holy guardian angel. He, he you know, he saw um, you know the relationship of a. Uh, Christian mystic with Christ was very much, you know, uh, the relationship of uh, you know a Thelemite aspiring to to his holy guardian angel. It's it's a it's an absolutely cognate uh, mm-hmm. symbol, um, and um, so so aside from just you know see, seeing you know Christ as an analog of the holy guardian angel or just another name for the holy guardian angel, another term we could use for it. Again, he does explicitly figure, you know. Jesus Christ as a proclaimer of the law of Thelema. So, so from a certain point of view, and again, this is, I, I said at the outset, and I should return just to underscore <laughs> the point, you don't have to look very hard to see Crowley disparaging uh, Christianity in a lot of other places. Um, but, uh, you know, at the, at the same time, you know, there, there was, uh, you know, Christian, uh, the OTO um, does not hold itself as a, uh, out as a Christian organization. Uh, and although we, we, um, you acknowledge a, a, a link to um, the the Gnostic, uh, the French Gnostic revival, for instance, of the of the 1800s, which was you know basically a Christian understanding of Gnosticism. Um, you know, we 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 don't uh, uh, state we don't lay claim to being uh, Christians. In fact, we say we're 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 not. But at the same time, um, we're certainly not. Uh, Against Christianity, we're mm-hmm. not. I mean, uh, the OTO, um, Thelema holds that uh, um, every every religion uh, really has some, you know, claim to spiritual truth. Has some what what started that religion was some some apprehension, uh, some revelation of of an aspect of, of spiritual truth, and I. Uh, um, uh, take to heart, and you and you hear it a lot uh, in the OTO. Um, uh, Eliphaz Levi's uh, um, advice that uh, in true religion there is no sect. Therefore, take heed that thou blaspheme not the name by which another knoweth his God. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
All this is to say that, uh, you know, to, to return to the premise of, of the question, if somebody um, is looking to get away from Christianity, you know, is, is this a good place f uh, for them? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not Christians, but, um, but I would, uh, yeah, th there's, there's something that strikes me as problematic about trying to get away from any particular. We do run into people yeah. all the time who see us dressed like this and they have uh, immediate reaction to what that might mean. And, you know, right, and, and I understand we, yeah. all, we all have our, you know, not we all, but, but, but I, I, I'll speak for myself. You know, we, we have our, our, the, the baggage of our Sunday school upbringing mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, we look, when we look to strike our own path, we don't want to, um, we, we want to find our own, our, own, our own path and our own set of symbols and our own something that, that uh, you know, speaks, speaks to us in, in, in terms uh, other than, than those that, that you know, were you know, sort of perhaps imposed on us early on. Um, but that is, uh, and, I'll, and again, I, I don't want to uh, make it about anybody other than me, but I, I would, uh, and I went through that phase, but I would regard that as uh, maybe an immature phase of my spiritual development. Mm -hmm. Not that I've circled it back, back around to the religion of my youth and uh, in all, all respects, I, you know, I am uh, 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 very much a, a, a committed Thalamite who's accepted the, the book of the law and, uh, and, and I, I find that set of symbols um, you know, to be the most easily accessible to me. But at the same time, um, I, uh, I, I find myself um, in, you know, very readily able to approach um, on, on, on my terms, really, which may be, you know, may not be fair to those religions or at least some other adherents <laughs> of those religions would say that that's not, that's not how we mean it, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I can approach, um, uh, you know, Christianity or any, any of a number of other religions and, and say, oh, okay, so this, you know, mm -hmm. and just sort of translate it on, onto, you know, my, my, uh, my worldview, my, my, you know, religious philosophy and, and see it in those terms. So um, to me, there's, uh, although there might once have been a, uh, a need to get away from Christianity, um, you know, I, I don't count myself Christian, in, in, uh, but, but um, I certainly don't see it anymore as anything I need to get away from. Sure. Um, yeah, and I think that's, a, that's something that you hear in common, I think, with a lot of people who, are, who go deeper within whatever tradition they're involved with, who kind of approach that kind of mystic sensibility that, you know, that you, you start to see that core and that, you know, all the window dressing around the outside of that core is useful and interesting to a certain extent, but then at, at the end of the day, you know, we're all just trying to do the same thing. And, you know. Right, right. The, the, uh, in any, any religion that, that um, aspires, uh, you know, to connect with, uh, you know, with the sacred flame and that burns in the heart of each one of us is, uh, um, you know, ha has got has got something to, to offer, and uh, um, and this this um, you know this this red uh, there's a certain risk here that you know my my presentation of Thelema will attempt to co-opt you know everything and say oh they're all they're all Thelemites they're just a little you know uh, they they've got some accretions that uh, you know <laughs> but but really at the heart of it all they're you know. Uh, 
but but um, but again, it circles back to a point that we we made earlier that um, you know, Thelema broadly understood. Uh, if you you know. Um, aren't concerned, uh, you know, specifically with this or that, you know, articulation in this or that passage in the Book of the Law, but just the, 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 the notion that each of us, you know, has a true will, a true path, um, um, you know, a, a meaning of our, of our life rather than just being, you know, uh, <laughs> Some swept. random collection of yeah, chemicals. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, you know Find that and, and, and pursue it, and, and and when you do, you'll have the momentum of the whole universe behind you because um, you're in your your proper course. Uh, um, that that um, um, you know, again, I, I I do see that as as sort of a universal aspect of the of the human condition. So. Um, all right. Well, I got to say, time flies. Uh, we're we're out of time for our podcast, but uh, it was a great conversation. And I know that um, you know we haven't really talked a lot about Philema on the network, so it's it's nice to finally get some uh, some stuff down there, and so people can find out more about it. Uh, speaking about finding out more about it, where can people find you on the internet or in the world if they want to connect with you? The um, uh, so this is a little bit circuitous, but I would <laughs> refer you primarily just to. The um, the uh, U.S. Grand Lodge uh, Ordo Templi Orientis website, and if you Google OTO U.S. Grand Lodge, you'll find it. And I think I think the website is oto-usa.org. This is uh, so Grand Lodge is the um, um, there's one for 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 each each country. Mm -hmm. U.S. Grand Lodge is is the uh, uh, central administrative. Uh, um, um, uh, Head of, of, of all of the uh, the local bodies, the lodges and oases and camps, uh, such as the body in in uh, Salem. Um, this has tons of information on Thelema and and the the EGC and the history of the order and uh, um, uh, and if people are looking to find me, there's a, a link within the uh, um, governmental bodies. Uh, if you just explore the website, it's pretty well <laughs> laid out. There is, uh, I am uh, uh, a member of the Electoral College of, of U.S. Grand Lodge, and uh, the Electoral College has its own web page, and there is an electors subpage, and I am, I can be found there, uh, Mike Estelle, with a, uh, a link to to email me. Um, and you were expecting I was just going to give you an email address or a URL. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole treasure map. No, no, you know, Ten fine. paces to the north. Because north on the east. way to find you, they can read more right. about it, and that's that's great. Yeah, and we'll right. put and, that uh, link. Sorry, Doctor Sal, aren't you uh, giving a presentation at a, uh, oh, a marvelous yeah. Uh, yeah, gathering of Gnostics in uh, in Boston? Um, I'm not the only one here. Yeah, I well, think. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so come hang out with all three of us in, uh, in, in Boston. Uh, if you are around on the uh, May 12th through the 17th, you can come for the whole week or for part of the week and, and see presentations by myself, by Dr. Estelle. Uh, Jonathan will be uh, kicking around and making snide comments. He's hosting comments. the after party. He's hosting yeah, the I'm, after party. We're going to get glow sticks and, and yeah. uh, we're going to have a big rave. He's got his turntables. It's, it's going to be great. Um, right. And the, <laughs> uh, the keynote, uh, I, I, a lot yes. of people listening to this already know the keynote uh, speaker is Dr. Uh, Karen King of, of Harvard, who uh, um, quite literally wrote the book on the Apocryphon of John, well, one of several, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, um, 
and, and she'll be uh, she'll be speaking about that. She as will, as I, yes, I, and I am very so. excited because yeah. I know you've been doing uh, some recent work uh, on that. So uh, yeah, uh, her her book on on the Apocrypha of John is the book. So the, the yeah, secret revelation, the secret revelation of John. So that's going to be uh, such an exciting experience. So and we always, I mean, we always have pretty good speakers, but um, I'm particularly excited yeah. this year. Yeah, so. You know, it's, uh, it's an honor. Uh, it's an honor uh, to, to be in that lineup with with uh, Dr. King, with 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 you and your your colleagues, uh, uh, Father Donald and, and others. So mm -hmm. it, um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a, a good time. Uh, I think it will. All right. So uh, I think that's it. Um, we will put the links to the U.S. Grand Lodge in the description of the video and the uh, podcast for everybody to go and check it out. If you uh, if you want to find out more about the OTO, the EGC. Um, the AA, which we didn't even talk about, there's a whole other uh, set of uh, uh, alphabet soup that you can go and find out about. Um, anyway, so uh, for those of you who are watching along at home, we will see you next week. This has been a production of the Gnostic Wisdom Network. For more information about this and all of GWN's programming, please visit GnosticWisdom.net. The opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the opinions of GWN, the Apostolic Joannite Church, or any other organization. This has been released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 International License, and is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. To support our programs and become a patron, please visit patreon.com slash gnostic. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash g-n-o-s-t-i-c.